Welcome back to the tape store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And this week we are going back to the year 1986 and going back into the annals of great Disney animation. Yes. And we're going to talk about one of our favorite Disney animated masterpieces, classics, <laughs> that we feel is kind of unsung. Yes, it is. And that is... The Great Mouse Detective. The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> so the first time I saw this actually was not as a kid. Mm-hmm. First time I saw this was with you. Yes, I welcomed you into the fold yeah. with it. I'm talking like we. I was... See, it was, about, it was, it was around 10 years ago. Yeah. It was... we. We were either dating or engaged, and we were. <laughs> it was it was before you moved to Georgia. Yeah, and I was like, "Listen, this is an important yeah. piece of my life that you need to be yeah. part of." Backstory is Brooke used to live in Texas. Yes, we met through a mutual friend in Georgia, and then you know Brooke was from Texas, so we we would visit uh, during our courtship, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> The dating years we were visiting. Yeah, was all we could I would do. visit Georgia. He would visit Texas. And a lot of times we would just you know watch a lot of movies. Yeah, because we're obviously, as you guys know, we are really like just we just love movies. So much of our so much of uh, so many of our memories are built around movies and quoting movies and enjoying movies. Right, and a lot of them were in the nineties, nineties mm-hmm. uh, type of movies. Now, Great Mouse Detective is uh, nineteen eighty six, so it's eighties. But you know, the tape store is all about things 80s and 90s yeah and i grew up watching it in the 90s so i didn't actually realize that it yeah. was made in 86 so a little bit that earlier kinda surprised me yeah so the great mouse detective was released in 1986 it was a critical and commercial success it was released after 1985's black cauldron which was actually a disappointment yeah it's interesting and i don't even remember the black cauldron we might need to watch that yeah i, I actually never it. saw it my mom was like it's too dark oh uh, I think it'd be fun now. Yeah, I would point. love to watch it because Dark is my jam. Right. Well, so again, going back to that, uh, what we were talking about as far as when we were dating, we would watch movies. Yep. And, and I remember one of the movies we watched when I visited Brooke. It's kind of like we usually watched whoever, like when you visited Georgia, <laughs> my house, it was yeah. like whatever movies I liked. Yeah, I, I like I kind of like was introduced to your yeah treasure trove, and then and, and then Dallas, vice versa. You were um, introduced to mine. So when I first saw the Great Mouse Detective with you, I was so impressed. Yeah, and this was again, I was like twenty nine or thirty. Was someone who was really into movies. Was someone who liked them for the entertainment aspect, but also really analyzed the story and really, you know, yeah, really looked at them for more than just what they were at the surface and. When I watched The Great Mouse Detective, I was just really impressed with it. I yeah. was like, man, this is really good. I love, my favorite part of the, the movie is Radigan. Yes. Uh, and, and we're going to talk tonight about yeah. how we both feel Radigan is, in my opinion, one of the best Disney villains. Let's let's first break down what exactly The Great Mouse Detective is. Yes. Well, first, I want to say that it was based off of, I found out, doing some research, it was based off a series of books. Oh. Uh, written between 1958 and 1982. Let me pull that up. Wow, for you. I did right not here. know that. Yep, Basil of Baker Street. So, The Great Mouse Detective is based uh, off of a book series called Basil of Baker Street. Hmm. And Basil is the main character. He's yes. like, he's essentially Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Of, of, in the mouse world. Right. And then we are soon introduced to 
uh, David Dawson. Yes. So who is obviously John, John Watson. Watson, and they're both mice. So they're, they're not solving human. rodent yeah. crime. <laughs> yeah, like they're not people. They're mice, and in fact, not only are they like Sherlock Holmes and John Watson, they're they're essentially direct, directly yeah. connected to them uh, in the sense that they live under 221 Baker Street. Yeah, because, I mean, it is Baker Street, obviously. And so when the movie begins... So there's that direct connection. I mean, obviously there's there's a scene that we'll discuss, but, like, after the first initial scene, we see the shadow of Sherlock Holmes playing his violin, and then we scroll all I the way that. down, and then here's the little tiny door of Basil of Baker Street. It's just wonderful. Yeah, so you definitely know who Sherlock Holmes is. Yes. But he's the famous from... Classic British literature, the famous detective, Sir that, Arthur Conan Doyle, that has had so many reincarnations and yes. and uh, really, really has been really done well recently. Yeah, uh, with for ben- sure, with Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock, as Sherlock Holmes in the show Sherlock BBC. Yes, and of course Robert Downey Jr. in the films, uh, which are again really great, yeah. the Guy Ritchie films. So Basil Baker Street. So as Brooke said in our Instagram post, this is really, if you're a kid, this is probably what introduced you to Sherlock Holmes. Yes. The the neat thing about Basil of Baker Street, if you, as a kid, we just thought, okay, cool, his name's Basil. But grow, when we grew up and we realized who the fir, one of the first iconic yes. um, representations of Sherlock Holmes in film was done by Basil Rathbone. Yes. In fact, we assumed because we had already and that's a whole story in itself yeah, I, th- I think we and i think we definitely need to tell the story about basil rathbone yes. but my dad whether it was war of the worlds batman like i'm talking like whether it's the the, the old war of the worlds movie like the yes. old one yes the 1960s batman starring adam west or the basil rathbone sherlock holmes he thinks that everything he saw as a kid is like so much better than anything that comes out now and, and nostalgia-wise, sure. Well, I mean, there's look, you can't beat nostalgia. We, <laughs> we, we've, in fact, the second and third shows we did, respectively, was over Are You Afraid of the Dark and then the reboot. Yeah. And we had a lot of criticisms mm-hmm. about the, the reboot, which I just found out was actually renewed for a second season. Ooh. Hopefully, there, there's definitely room for improvement there. So, you can't beat nostalgia. No. And however. <laughs> however, that doesn't mean that if something is reimagined or reinvented, uh, for a new time or a new generation or however continuing a story. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not good. Right. Uh, in some cases, it isn't as good. But I think Sherlock Holmes is something that has been reimagined in ways, and it, it's been just as good, if not better. Yeah. I love Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal. Me too. Sherlock Holmes. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, we even enjoyed, uh, and I don't know if anyone listening's heard of this guy, <laughs> Uh, Matt Frewer. Yes. <laughs> but he's done some Sherlock Holmes films. And I is it for Hallmark? I know. They're, I mean, they're kind of like... Was it for Hallmark, though? I don't know. It was for like a... Either like a channel or like a straight-to-TV kind of thing. I mean, straight, sorry, straight-to-DVD you know DVD kind of thing. I'm looking up to see if it is a Hallmark channel thing. I don't think it is. It's just the Sherlock Holmes collection. I think it was straight-to... Matt Frewer... Well, we even enjoyed those, and those are yeah. not made to the quality that, you know, no. BBC, Sherlock, or the Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes films. 
but they're still good stories. And Matt Furrer is a good actor. Yeah, and of course, and, obviously, let me plug the books. Or uh, or the short because really it's not so much that they're books it's like they're ad- the adventures of Sherlock Holmes because they're kind of stories right. but um obviously those are incredible to read as well if yes. you haven't read them yet yeah, they're incredibly smart because whenever Sherlock Sherlock is talking it might as well be a different language but it's all written through the eyes of John Watson which is why in BBC Sherlock John has a blog. And that's how everyone's hearing about it is because that's actually a very close interpretation to the text because John Watson is writing about all that they do. So definitely go read the books. This is the literature teacher talking in me. So let's get back to The Hound of the Baskervilles and my dad and Basil Rathbone. And then then back (laughs) to the movie. So this was, I think, around maybe 2012. So this is, you know, this is quite a few years ago. Yeah. And... I think me and you had been talking to my dad about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I think we had been we had been binging. I think we we'd either just seen it or just no, got on DVD. Or well, something. we we had been binging the BBC Sherlock, right? And we had also watched Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and Game of and Shadows, Game of the Shadows. sequel, which I think is better, better than the first movie. It is because it's got Moriarty, and it's got Moriarty, which is yeah, exactly. So my dad says, "Well, hey." <laughs> Since we're on the topic. Since we're on the topic, you guys need to come over and have dinner, and we need to watch the old Sherlock Holmes starring Basil Rathbone. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, I'm assuming this is my dad doing his usual thing like, we're going to watch the old one when I was a kid, and it's going to be so much better. This is not really just when my dad was a kid. The Hound of the Baskerville starring Basil Basil Rathbone. (laughs) This is from 1939. Yeah. So this is before my dad was even born. But we end up going over his house, and he would not stop talking about Basil Rathbone. Yeah, Basil. Basil. Like B-A-S-S-I-L. And that that became like an inside joke between me and Brooke. (laughs) My dad continues to call him Basil with an S when in England, the name Basil. Mm -hmm. It's pronounced like a Z. It's pronounced like a Z sound. Like Basil from Faulty Towers. Right. Basil Rathbone. Yeah. And how does this connect? Maybe you're listening. You're like, what? Where are they going? Where are they going with this? Well, because when, and (laughs) because when we get to the great mouse detective, the main character is Basil of Baker street. And he lives again. He's the mouse. He's the main character. He's the Sherlock Holmes of the, uh, you know, Rodent of the story, uh, yeah, of the mouse world. He lives directly under Sherlock Holmes. And we would think about it later and be like, I wonder if, you know, when we would watch uh, Great Mouse Detective in later later years, yeah. in later years, we would be like, I wonder if they named uh, Basil of Baker Street after Basil Rathbone. And she did. Yeah. The, the, oh, the, the sure. author did name Basil of Baker Street after Basil Rathbone. That's neat. And it's true. If you, if you ever do... Now... We did watch Hound of the Baskervilles with my dad, and we had a great time. Yeah. And it's a good movie, and Basil Rathbone is excellent as Sherlock Holmes. Like, I would say just as good as put him up with Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, put him up with any of those. Yeah. I mean, he really did define the role in my opinion. Yeah, and it, and it, was, a, and it was an interpretation for a different time. Right. Uh, and I but, think, I mean, like, you know, obviously, it's the further away from when a text is written... We get right. we get different interpretations, so it's pro- probably the closest interpretation we actually have, given that you know obviously it was published in like eighteen ninety something, but nineteen forties is as close as we will get. So it was a good. It was, they were good. 
Absolutely. And I just want to say that to this day, my dad still stands by that it's pronounced Basil. Yep. And in fact, I, I remember there was a time I asked him, I said, Dad, is it Basil or Basil? He goes, I think it's Basil. As he continued to call it Basil <laughs> for just, the rest of the years. But my dad just will not let go. In fact, when he, whenever we bring up the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, like, well, I didn't really like that. I just didn't really like that one. He didn't like Michael Keaton's Batman because yeah. he thought it was too dark. He didn't like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes for some odd reason. He didn't like the uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds, <laughs> which I don't think was Spielberg's best, but it was no, good. but it wasn't bad. But when, when my dad hyped up that old War of the Worlds and I went out and rented it from Blockbuster oh, and yeah. brought it home and watched it, I was like, what the heck is this crap? Sorry. I just did not like it. Right. It didn't live up to the, to the dad so, hype. No, it didn't live up to the dad hype. Okay, so task at hand, though, without getting too far off. That was fun, but we're here for The Great Mouse Detective. Okay, so the story is set in the year 1897 in London, England. You have Hiram Flaversham, yes. who's a toy maker, and he has his little daughter, Olivia. Mm-hmm. This is where we get introduced to, again, in my opinion, The Great Mouse Detective not only has one of the scariest villains, yeah. uh, Radigan. I think Radigan's the best villain, but I also think he's really scary. Yeah. When he goes like full on rat, which he does at the <laughs> yeah, end of the movie. He, he goes, does. Yeah, he goes full on rat at the end of the movie, and it's really scary. Yeah. It uh, but not only that, he has the scariest sidekick. The worst. Uh, the worst in the Disney universe. I hate him. And that's Fidget the Bat. Yes, and he talks like a little gremlin. He's got like a growly voice. Yeah, yeah. And he just says, like, he essentially thinks out loud. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. He like, says as, what as he's scary doing. As, and what as he needs to do. As scary as he is, he's, as an adult, I realize he's actually kind of funny. Oh, he is. But he, 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 his entire process, he says out loud. Yeah. He says what he needs to do, what he's done, you know, what he should do. <laughs> gotta hide, gotta hide. What's going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So he busts in. He is an apparently he's injured. He's uh, from some previous. Yeah, he's God knows got a what. peg leg. He's and got a peg leg. This entrance is the worst because you see him coming. You hear him. Well, it's, you yeah, hear him and then his chuckling. He, yeah, and his he just he busts into the door right, and his face is like right at the screen. His, he's got really sharp, scary teeth, and yeah. I remember we we posted this the other day, and like the, one of the first comments was, "God, I hated that bat. It scared the crap out of me." The bat was creepy. Like, yes. So. The bat wants Flaversham, uh, the the dad. He takes him and... F- and then poor Olivia's left calling Mr. into the streets of London yeah, for Yeah, Mr. Daddy. Flaversham's sweet dad has been kidnapped. We find out why later. And Olivia runs into... Well, she's crying in a boot. She is crying in a boot. And, and she is discovered. She, yeah, he, someone hears her, and it is Dr. David Q. Dawson. Yes, who is our Dr. Watson of the story. Yes, and he's a little... Now, he and he's also in the Basil Rathbone, uh, Basil Rathbone portrayal. He's a portly little... Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I know. And, and again, <laughs> Ooh, Basil. Like, right. He's just very like the old school interpretation to say to my dad and really to anybody who always created this portrayal of Watson. And maybe the, and you know what? I, I must say I've not read the uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle mm-hmm. books. I cannot stories, remember how it physically portrays John Watson, but to be honest. The fact of the matter is John Watson was absolutely a gentleman. 
uh, very much in touch with his feelings, uh, and he was a compassionate. War hero. But he—that's that's what I'm getting at. Oh yeah. But he yeah, was yeah. also a soldier, and he was a war hero, and he was someone that you wouldn't want to mess with. Like you wouldn't want to run into him on yeah. a bad day. Because I mean, John Watson was—he could absolutely handle himself. I believe he was a medic, right? He was—I mean, doctor. So he was a medic in the in right. You know, but you know, those guys have to be able to do everything else as well. True. Doctor Dawson served in Afghanistan, and again, very much like yeah. uh, Doctor Watson, who served. That's uh, why it was cool in the modern version how they were able to still use that, that. for right yeah. yeah for the Netflix the BBC but the fact of the matter is that John Watson is not a Boy Scout no he's not which is why I love the portrayal that, that um, Martin Freeman does yes. mm-hmm. and also um, Jude Law yeah like he can fight and he can ha- you know again he can handle himself very well but he c- but but at the same time he has a heart he has a big heart. Dr. Watson does. And that's what and separates so, him and, and Sherlock oftentimes. Yeah. And this is what also separates Dr. Dawson and Basil oh. of Baker Street. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, it is Disney. Basil of Baker Street, is, it's easier to get to that soft side of him, yeah. which he does have. So, yeah, he discovers her. He feels terrible. And she's looking for Basil of Baker Street because she knows he can help. Yeah. He yes. can, if anyone can find, you know, he has a reputation, just like Sherlock Holmes has a reputation. If anybody can figure right. out some kind of conundrum or situation or enigma or problem, yeah, it's him. So, and of course, Dawson immediately helps her. Is is like, you know, in a father role for her. He feels yeah, bad sweet. for her, and he kind of is her, her protector. And uh, so, you know, he's like, "Come on, well, I'll, I'll I'll help you. I'll help you find him. We'll find him together." Right. And ha- cue happy music. Yes, and then they meet Basil of Baker Street. Yes. Who is in the middle of figuring out some Something. kind of Yeah, and and you could tell that they drew from these stories, mm-hmm. the short stories, just as the Sherlock Holmes Guy Ritchie movies did, like anytime Watson visited Sherlock Holmes, he was in the middle of some experiment doing something crazy. Yeah. In his uh in his flat. And of course he has a housekeeper. Same yes. same model. Yeah, and Basil, it's Miss Judson, very much like Miss Hudson. Miss Hudson for Sherlock Holmes. So everything connects. It all connects. And then they get there and they meet Basil. He's very um I'm thinking of the word Manic. Yeah, he definitely is is not at all listening to the plight of this poor little no, girl. Because he's well, because he comes in on the high. Mm-hmm. And then his plans foil. Whatever's happening doesn't line up, his and he immediately dips. Work. And and then he's on the low, which is again. Like and then Holmes. he's you know like oh he was within my grasp, and yeah. then he's like okay let me play my violin, and yeah. that's when poor Olivia proceeds to tell her sad tale when he is on the on the low of end of this. Yeah. I will you know, say, right. you know, again, I read a little bit about these books. Uh, Basil of Baker Street actually plays the flute in the books. Oh, interesting. I guess but, to make it different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so his experiment has failed. He's he's like, oh, I don't have anything to to. to he was trying to find some bad guy. Yeah, and it doesn't work. But a case has presented itself. You know, she mentions her dad. You know, being kidnapped, and and you see that he's mostly uninterested, though. Well, he just he, thinks she's lost. Right, but then when he finds out that she's lost her dad, well, he asks. He's like, surely your mother's somewhere. Right. And she says, well, I don't have a mother. And then he's like, oh, man. Yeah, so then th- it's her saying that that tugs the heartstrings of Basil, which are not small. They're very big, but it just they're hard to get to. Not only that, it's when she says uh, her dad was taken by a bat with a peg leg. And that is what really, like, 
Yeah. Calls and the, then he's starting strike. to chase the high again. He's like, that's not just any bat, that's Fidget. He knows Fidget. Mm-hmm. He knows who, you know, so so you're led to believe there's been this history between Radigan and yeah, who Basil we haven't, already. Who we haven't mentioned yet. He, no. he, goes, he goes, oh, he's like, he's like, you know him? Yeah. And they're like, oh, that bat is somebody who works for the Napoleon yeah, so of crime. The, which is, again, you know, a reference to... Prof- so, Radigan is the Professor Moriarty. Yes. You know, not, he's that role. So, in Professor Moriarty was not just a bad guy. He was the ultimate uh, antithesis to Sherlock right. Holmes. So, that's who Radigan is in uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Yes. He's, he's the... In fact, he, he has a full name, I found. Oh. Um, yes, on Basil Baker Street. Professor Padraic Radigan. Padraic. Yeah. Wow. Radigan, yeah. And he's he is known, voiced what, by none other than the legendary Vincent Price who has one of the best and most recognizable voices. Yes, but uh, I, I'll I'll say though, he what he did with his voice in this role, I yeah, didn't fully recognize him. It was him. pretty amazing. He was he just was ugh, he was great. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Radigan. So yes. he is a large rat. He dresses very prim and proper yes. sort of. Yeah, he dresses very formal. He he has like you know, real like a cravat and like a dress shirt and like a an overcoat. And yeah, a cape and all this slicked stuff. back ha- rat hair. <laughs> yeah, he dresses as someone who is wealthy and he's he talks he's very like elevated. Sus- yeah, he like he, like his henchmen. They're all like they're all know, bunch they're of lower bums. class, and that's all he hangs out with. But yeah. he exalts himself. And you can never ever ever call Radigan a rat, right? Because in his title song. Uh, the world's greatest Which criminal is, mind. Yeah, it's one of your favorite parts. It of the is movie. the best, and uh, they're all singing. Oh, you're so great! Oh, you're amazing! Worse than the widows and orphans you drowned. Like they're talking, they're saying yeah, it's this. Pretty is, intense. I you know. I'm like, I don't terrible. know if they could do something like that now. I know. I love how like Disney was just like nonchalantly threw the line in, but but so they're they're horrible. all they're laughing and they're drinking like champagne, mm-hmm. and this one stupid mouse is like, "To Ragan, the world's greatest rat." Yeah, and that's it. it's over. It's over. He gets fed to Felicia. Who is this who monstrosity is, of a cat. Yeah. And I, I remember when I first saw the movie, I was kind of really thinking, okay, this is going to be some creepy cat. To the very, to this very day, the creepiest uh, cats in Disney were the Siamese. The Siamese, yep. Yeah, the Siamese. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking something like this. It's this fat, fluffy thing. With a bow. With a bow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, geez. Oh, Felicia. Yeah. So Radigan, she is like submitted to Radigan. You know, he feeds her, I guess. And Probably, yeah. All that. So this poor schmuck that called Radigan a, a rat is... And he's drunk, so... Yeah, and he he falls victim to her. Radigan cannot abide being thought of, referred to, or associated with anything below what he thinks he is, which is essentially elite and above everyone else, and as we will soon see, royalty. Now, let's get back to our protagonists, okay? Basil and Olivia and Dr. Dawson, okay? Because they are, at this point, in pursuit of Fidget, and they're going to need some help. And this is where we meet Toby. And Toby. Yeah, Toby is a dog that they meet that helps them along the way. The first Toby I ever met. Yes. <laughs> I was number two. Yes, you were. <laughs> only in only in order of name that I met. <laughs> yeah, so they meet Toby, and he's like he's like their, he's loyal to Basil. Yes, and he's yeah. like his ride. Basically, yeah. So he tracks down the bat. They they find they follow the, the dog. They follow Toby to this toy shop, like a human toy shop. Yeah, because he's on the, the the bat scent. He's on Fidget's and scent. And he Fidget is in there. You know, to check 
I got the tools. You know, yeah, he's yeah. doing he's doing his <laughs> doing monologue. His idiotic thing. Uniforms. I got plenty of uniforms. And so you we find that Fidget has been taking uniforms off of the toy soldiers. Now at this point we actually still don't know Radigan's plan. He they his henchmen have to look like guards. So they're he's taking yes. the toy soldier uniforms. And he's also taking because on his list was gears, mm-hmm. tools, uniforms, and girl. Right. Like a strange list. Yes. And uh so here so he hears the oh of Toby goes, I gotta hide, I gotta hide, oh gotta hide. And then he drops yeah. the list. And then they come in and they find stuff and they're now they're after Fidget. Yeah, they're after Fidget, and in the scuffle, though, mm-hmm. Fidget gets Olivia. Yeah. But Fidget leaves his list because he's an idiot. Right, yes, he is an idiot. Yeah, but still. And something really important that happens uh, in this part, because my cousins and I gr- have grown up singing it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, when Fidget has been successful and has gotten Olivia... He skips away singing, I got the gears, I got the tools, I got the uniforms, I got the girl. <laughs> and we've sung that at every major family function for our entire <laughs> lives. So it's really important that I actually put it out there for the universe. There it is. <laughs> it's for you, Tiffany now, and Meredith. Fidget was both funny and really creepy. Yes, awful. A, a, a worthy uh, sidekick for someone as horrible as Radigan. And again, so... Fidget has Olivia. He takes her back to Radigan. So now Radigan is kind of at the advantage here. He's well, and he's he's trying to entrap Basil. He doesn't yeah. care about Olivia. He just needs her dad. He wants yeah. to get Basil now. He knows that the only one that can stop him is Basil. Yeah. So he's got to stop. And let me talk about this too, because my favorite thing about Radigan and why I think he's one of the best villains is that he is a horrible, horrible villain. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, bad. He's bad. He's a bad dude. But he has this facade of. Grace and yeah, he's hiding his crazy at all times. And there's a couple times though where he starts to lose it and he gets red and then he's able to calm it down. Yeah, it's like he pushes down the Again, whatever. That's the full on rat. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we call it. He goes full on rat. Well, he lets loose later on. Yeah, which le- which which leads us to believe. Oh, there's going to come a time where he's not going to be able to hide right. it because it's trying to come out. But I just and love he's always again, working overtime yeah. to make it happen. And I just think that that's something that it's the only thing I can. It's the only villain in the Disney universe I can think of that has something like that, and I love that. Yeah, that's why Radigan is like he ranks very high up with my favorite villains, and it's a, a lot. You know, another a Disney villain I like is Hans. Yeah. From, from Frozen. From Frozen, because he was so... I mean, that threw me. I was like, what? He had, like, genuinely horrible plans. Yeah. And, and seemed so carefree and Yeah, sweet. and sung one of the best songs on, in the movie with Anna, yeah. which is Love is an, Love open, is an door. open Door. I mean, I still listen to that. You know, it's on my playlist in my office, and I'm like... What I'm saying is those villains that I think have that have this great presentation, which it's not like Radigan looked so... You know, but still, that they... they they create this image yeah. of grace and this persona of... Yeah, they're, they're, they're polite and yeah. they're courteous. And yeah, there's this class and there's this decorum. That's the word yeah, I was decorum. looking for. They had this decorum Which when, is very much like Moriarty. Yeah, which is exactly, yeah. And uh, Jared Harris's portrayal of yes. Moriarty in Game of Shadows was just... He's the best part of the movie. I mean, and I love Robert yeah. Downey Jr., but the best part of that movie is Jared Harris. Because of that, just so polite, so much decorum. That's the word that was escaping yes. me. But so even though Radigan looks like this kind of, you know, nasty, you know, big rat in a suit, he still has this decorum 
and you see, like you said, this undercurrent of like rage yeah. and and really um, uh, maniacal, wild animal instinct. Yeah. That's that's kind of behind all that. And I think, and this is the English teacher in me, mm-hmm. but I love I love like the analysis that you can you can give on him because even physically, you look at him and you go, you are j- just physically, you're hiding. What you are. Yeah, you're like, hiding you're something huge. really horrible. You're already huge and kind of like gross. Like we know you're a rat. Yeah. But you're even still trying to add on to that and be like, no, 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 I'm yeah. I'm a mouse. I'm fine. I'm a mouse. I'm yeah. like, bro, you're not. And then and then he gets mad and that rage comes out and it's like, oh man, you he I feel like he if you could if you just tapped the surface of him, he'd explode into right. rat because and he's I, working overtime to present that he's right. great. And I would have loved to have seen um I'd love to see another great mouse detective movie now. Ugh. Continuing what you said, they really did create this um in, in a short amount of time, I think, a history between Basil and yeah. Radigan. Uh because the characters were written and played so well by mm-hmm. their voice actors and but I just loved Radigan. I just I think he makes that movie. Yeah, I um, I really do. After they capture Olivia and Dawson feels guilty. Mm-hmm. And even Basil's frustrated and sad, and he's like, "We'll get her back. It's okay." Yeah. And I think one of the funniest and strangest portions of the film is when they go to the pub, and there is a uh, a mouse lady that entertains. Yes, uh, literally le- le- sings a song called "Let Me Be Good to You." I'm glad that you brought her up because she is in Basil of Baker Street. She is Mademoiselle Rita, and she's based on Irene Adler. Well, in this version, she gives like a saloon, like borderline striptease. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> which is you know, very funny, interesting. You know, we, okay, so I watched that today. So here's what happened, guys. We we tried watching it last night. We got through half of it. We were too tired. So I took it. Uh, so I pulled up Disney Plus at school during my free period, and I watched it. And I saw that part, and I was yeah. like, and I remember going, okay. This is a kids. <laughs> I know. This like, is for kids, right? I don't know how I'm how I like didn't think that was weird, but I just remember like. I remember singing along with it and being like, huh, even as a kid, like, there's right. a lot. Like, she had the garter on her leg and everything. I'm trying to see. She wasn't a major character, though, but I think it was definitely a nod to that character who was in the books, the Basil of Baker Street books, yeah. and, and she's the Irene Adler, and her and um, Basil, Basil actually are, you know, they have a, a, a back and yeah, forth cause thing. Yeah, because in this, it was she was, she was kind of like, she was working for Radigan, I think, and then she was kind of like kissing up to Dawson, like or Dawson was the one who was uh, enamored with her. Yeah, it, and yeah. Uh, Basil was hot on the trail of Radigan. He right. wouldn't even think about it. So I want to move on to when they kidnap the queen. So we find out what Radigan's plan is. Radigan needs Flaversham, the toy maker, yes, to build a because it's England, right? And again, Mousedom, as yes. they kind of refer to it as is essentially like a mouse's version of England. So there's a queen. Yeah. And she's a goofball. Yeah, she's just, you know. Not at all, like not at all an ounce of intelligence, it seems, uh, the mouse queen in this movie. No, she's just just queen, that's it. Well, he needs Flaversham to make a replica toy. Of her. Of her. So essentially kidnap the real uh, queen, replace her, with the Flaversham, because he's a very talented toy maker, he's going to make a very convincing uh, robot toy, robot, uh, you know, toy version of the queen. 
and essentially the goal is Radigan wants to rule uh, Maelstrom. Yeah, and through and through her and like and then basically his robot will name Radigan the king. Yes, and then he will take over Maelstrom. Yeah. So Radigan we will wants, descend yeah. into chaos. So Radigan's goal is to be king over Maelstrom, and the only thing that can stop him, of course, is is Basil and Doctor Dawson. I want to talk about how the queen was kidnapped um, very briefly because it's it really this made me like laugh out loud <laughs> when I was watching it. But to give some context, Flaversham, we've already talked about him. He's the toy maker. He agrees to work for Radigan because Radigan threatens to harm Olivia. Right. And so, of course, you know, it's his daughter. He's so, going to do it. Long story short, he ends up building that uh, model queen that, that, kind of. Yeah. That, you know, decoy queen that he, that Radigan's going to use to become king of Mouse. Yeah, because it, because everyone's gathering for her diamond jubilee. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's right. The, the whole diamond jubilee. jubilee. Yeah. yeah. So that's why so, yeah, everyone's gathering. Got, to see so he's yeah. like, okay, so I'm going to switch them out. And then at the diamond jubilee, I will name myself as king. Yeah. And all the, all the mice in Mouse will be there. Or at least a lot of them will be. And, and the queen's going to give some speech and he'll use the decoy to become king. And then all would be well for Radigan. Right. But he's got to kidnap the queen first. And to do that, they bring in this box. <laughs> okay, so the queen's like getting ready, right? Yeah, like in her royal chambers. Yeah, like she's in, yeah. And she gets a knock on the door, and these guards bring in this box. And they're like, message for the queen. Like, they ha- clearly are not. They are clearly not her guards. No. Aside from the fact that when they come in, one of them is Fidget. <laughs> And she's like, oh. She, she goes, she, have you been with us yeah, long? <laughs> she has the wherewithal to understand that, okay, this guy's not around normally. <laughs> this horrific this looking This horrific crunchy. looking bat with a horrible voice <laughs> that looks like a spawn from Satan with these awful like yellow eyes and stuff. And she's just like, oh, okay, I guess. And he's just like talking. Isn't one of them smoking? Maybe. He's not even try- Fidget's not even trying to disguise his voice. He's just like be- he is essentially being Fidget <laughs> dressed as like one of the English guard. And she buys it. Yeah. And the queen's like, "Oh, wonderful." And so the queen makes very easy work of uh, Right. She makes it very easy work. That's right. he says, "Hey, you are sweetheart." That's yeah. right. Sweetheart. Doesn't even sound English. Well, he's not. He's bad. Yeah. He's straight up not English. Like he he flew over from New Jersey yeah, or something. I, I know. don't know. But he was sweetheart. It just it just. <laughs> I remember being like, okay, the Queen of Mousem's an idiot. Right. It's amazing. She's it's made a it this total far. doofus. Okay. So Which anyway, maybe that's a maybe that was a for the author was making well, that commentary or something. I don't know. Well, the decoy gets out there, and then of course, Radigan's plans working so far. She the decoy queen. Uh, being voiced by, I don't know if Flaversham voiced it or if it, it was, was one of the henchmen. Uh, but I don't think Flaversham I think Flaversham he was voiced. making Flaversham do it. So Radigan's plan is working. And the reason why it is working is because before this scene, he had trapped Basil and Dr. Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, because it was he was you know ultimately luring them by... by Using Olivia. But, it, but who was it? It was decoy Olivia. It was fidget. Yeah, fidget, right. In the bottle. So they trapped them, and you know now they, they have them tied right. up. And he's like, ha-ha, you're going to listen to this song I wrote and recorded. Yeah, instead of just shooting them. <laughs> instead, well, 
You could tie them into the mousetrap. That's all fun and stuff, but either pop the mousetrap with your foot or just shoot them. I know, but it, I mean, they, he has this goodbye so soon song playing it's such while this, they yeah. are waiting to die. Right. Which, well, the, of course, you know, fails. But So that afforded um, Radigan, Radigan and, his, and the, his cronies. And his cronies the opportunity to get in their dirigible, which is like this. Yes blimp looking thing with an r on it that you run like a bike yeah <laughs> and they and they kidnap the queen so uh, so well of course thanks to basil's you know brilliant mind they're able to escape mm-hmm. and they get there to stop the fake queen yeah from making radigan the king so mm-hmm. they interrupt radigan's grand plan radigan is trying to uh, it's almost all working it's almost all working and then basil gets there just in time and then the chase is on yeah okay and Radigan's trying to escape. And they end up at Big Ben. And that's where my favorite part of the movie is. Yes, my that's where it gets real intense. Yes, this is where it gets real intense. So basically, you have Radigan in this dirigible. Mm-hmm. He's being chased by Dr. Dawson and, and Basil, Basil in this makeshift-like balloon being held together by the Union Jack flag. Yeah, because, so, you know, Britain. Yeah. Go, go Britain. Go Britain, right. <laughs> So they end up crashing into Big Ben. And it's pretty devastating. It's pretty devastating, yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool because once they crash, you just hear clockwork and gears and levers. And you're like, yes. ooh. And here, for me, you can, you're going to take the rest of it. But I'm going to take no, this go part. Ahead. Because what I love about that moment is that Sherlock Holmes is set in industrial London. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the late. You know, 1800s, 1880s, 1890s. So when I hear, for me, what I think of when I hear all the gears and the levers, it makes me think of just that Charles Dickens London where everyone's right. working. You're, it's like factories and gears and levers and the nitty gritty. So, yes. and that's what ha- and that's what we see come from Radigan, the nitty gritty. So for me, it's very symbolic. I think it's cool. No, that is. <laughs> that's for the, me, the teacher in me. For me, it was just like, it was very much like watching a movie, like a yeah. live action. It was, you know, we were talking to our friends on Instagram. They're like, oh, I love the the, the clock, you know, the yeah. clock tower with the gears and stuff. I was like, oh, that's my favorite part of the movie. The music yeah. is so suspenseful. Like, it just, it's pretty dark. And you just see his clock, like, every so often well, you see, ugh. Well, they get there, and it's Basil and Olivia and Radigan. They're in the... Because of the crash and all, they 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 all just kind of you know those three just yeah. tumble into the inner workings of Big Ben. Yeah, Basil is looking for Olivia, or is Basil and Olivia are together? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, he kind of gets her to safety ish. Yeah, but but you see, but Basil's standing on a a gear that's turning, and you just suddenly see Radigan, yeah, like move into the picture behind him. And I'm like, oh my god, he's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And the music is again just like very suspenseful, very suspenseful, very effective. And even and I'd forgotten it was that good. Yeah. When we watched it, uh, when I watched it, you know, in my office, I was like, man, I forgot this was like excellent, so well done. And explain what hat, what hat, what's happening well, what to happened Radigan. It, so he Radigan gets Olivia and puts her in, and she almost gets crushed by a gear. Yeah. Because Radigan, like, throws her in, you know, and she almost gets crushed. Basil's able to save her. Radigan ends up, you know, him and Basil. His cape gets caught. Yeah. Him and Basil are scuffling, and his cape gets stuck in a gear. And when he sees Basil get Olivia and, like, start making a break for it, 
that's when he it goes full on rat. He rips out of his cape and, and clothes, and slowly his and, clothes, and he like his back gets like it arches. It arches, and it's like he has he's he's not like walking on two legs anymore. He's like running, and, and he, he's grunting and growling, and he's yeah. using his claws to to scratch and grab at a uh, basil. It's yes. it's brutal and like it's right. almost like a a werewolf moment where like yeah, the man no, turns into a it's like a total werewolf. transformation. He it, has no clothes now. It's both. He's straight rat. As a kid, I, I would imagine it would be scary. I didn't see it, but you know, again, we have talked about this before, and Disney does this with some of their villains, mm-hmm. Cruella Deville. Yeah, which she creeped me out. She but at awful. the but at the end when she's driving the car and the she's, she's chasing the truck that's got the dogs <laughs> on it, and she's like, again, full on like. Devil woman. Like, yeah. That's what they call her in the movie. It's that devil woman. Yeah. I was going to say fatal attraction. or Literally. Yeah. Just, you know, she goes full on psycho. And the, <laughs> the swirls in her eyes, I was like, man, this is, this is. <laughs> it's this way is worse cr- than anybody like, anticipated. Uh, and then. Uh, that Ur- Medusa. Ur- uh, Ursula. Yeah, true. When yes. she crawls real fast on the boat. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and Auntie Medusa. Auntie Medusa. I still can't watch Auntie Medusa. <laughs> Rip, really not even. Just her pulling off the fake eyelashes. eyelashes. That's really all you need. So Radigan But there's is, lots of... You're right, though. Like, even Scar, like, he kind of, like... Yeah. There's so I mean, many bad Scar villains. Scar always, I thought, looked kind of dastardly. I always loved Scar, though, to be fair. I, another good villain. But I, I got to tell you, Radigan, Radigan was... I think again one of the best, and it's not talked about enough. But but he, he let his he finally so that that surface let, broke, and yeah, he became full on fully rat. the rat. Yeah, he embraced the rat, and it, honestly, he almost kills Basil. Yeah, it's uh the clock tower is what saves Basil because when the clock strikes ten, because Dawson has made his way to the clock by this point, yeah. he's on the outside. But Basil is about to get killed because again, you know, yeah, uh, Radigan is physically more powerful than him. Mm-hmm. The clock tower strikes ten, and the the vibration knocks both Basil and Radigan off the precipice. And that which is, is yep directly a correlation to the final problem. Yeah, which is where Reichenbach. Sherlock Holmes and yeah Reichenbach fall or whatever. Like when uh, they yeah when they fall down the uh, mm-hmm. waterfall together, and and you know because they're both just as powerful as the other, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like. They're tied together. They have to. They, it was always going to have to be right. that way. So Radigan falls to his death. Basil comes back up from the mist uh, dr- the... W- with the with part of Radigan's dirigible. And in retrospect, we kind of we forgot to mention this. Whatever happened to Fidget? <laughs> well, when they are running from Basil and the dirigible, and Basil's chasing them in their cluster of balloons with the Union Jack wrapped around it. They realize that in order to go faster, they need to lighten the load. And Radigan throws Fidget. Who can't fly. Who can't fly. We forgot. We yeah. Forgot that. Uh, throw, throws him off the dirigible, and he falls into the river. And his fate's essentially... He almost gets eaten by Felicia, too. Yeah, he does. But, I mean, his his fate is undetermined. Yeah, I mean, he's so skeevy, he could have possibly made oh, it I and could, just yeah. been somebody else's henchman. I could see him living through that. But we, I'd like the, to think that Fidget did survive. The bad guys do get their comeuppance. Yes, I mean, now we assume, I mean, it's safe to assume Radigan's dead. Yeah. Uh, Fidget Who probably knows? lived to, you know, fight another day. Yeah. But... So that, but that's pretty much how it ends up. And so of course, Flaversham and, and Olivia are reunited. Um, 
Basil goes back to to Baker Street, and he and Dawson do enter into the partnership. Do, yes, because someone comes, a lady, a lady mouse comes. And he's like, "Oh, is I'm looking for help. Basil of Baker Street," and he's like, "Oh, this is my, my partner, yeah, aren't you?" And he goes, "Yes, yes, of course." Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> what is it, Mister Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so it's sweet, you know. They become partners in Basil's, and it's sweet though because Basil gets kind of sad to say bye to Olivia. Well, yes, he does, and 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 when he thinks that Doctor uh, Dawson's going to leave, he gets sad. And and I love seeing those yeah. moments and stories when people when characters who uh, don't necessarily show emotion, uh, it it comes out of them, and mm-hmm. it's neat to see that. So. Uh, it's really good. We love the Great Mouse Detective. It's seriously Again, a great movie. An unsung Disney classic with, I think, one of the best villains in Disney Universe, which is Radigan. Yes. Love him. And I'm talking, obviously, Disney Animated Universe. Right. When we talk about that. So go see it. You know, if you have Disney Plus, it's there. It's there. And otherwise, you know, find some way to see the Great Mouse Detective. Uh, it's just excellent. Or if you have seen it, just go rewatch it and yeah. feel all the feels no, and appreciate yeah. it as an adult because it's so good, especially to rewatch it now with all the things that we right. know in our, in our, you know, mind built. You know, we can kind of unpack these things more. It's fun. It's true. Um, <laughs> do you have a couple of relics here just to talk about them briefly? I have a copy of The Indian in the Cupboard, which was written in 1982. It's a book by Lynn Reed Banks. New York Times said it was the best novel of the year. Oh. They made a movie that we... I remember that. Did you ever see the yeah, movie? Yeah, I okay. did. I cried. I never saw it. I read the it's book. Good. I read the book and loved it and completely forgot the story. So we found it at the thrift, <laughs> yeah, found it at the thrift store. So definitely going to read that. The idea of toys coming to life, you know, yep. was, was mm-hmm. not, did not begin with Toy Story. It, it did not. It, you know, the ending of the cover was doing it back in the 80s. So 1982. And this is a 90s relic from 1998. Oh, yeah. This is a wishbone novel. That. Like the like the show, yeah. Wishbone. No, we, we've already shown a wishbone. I had a folder. Yeah, you had a folder. It's in the filing cabinet yes. there. But uh, this is, and you can tell the the kid he's older. Yeah. Um, David. The yeah. wishbone mysteries. The that's wishbone the, mysteries. That's the name of the series. What's okay. the story, wishbone? Yeah. We I, again. I, I watched that in high school. That's. How much I was into some that of my of favorite memes are so you know you uh, some of you haven't ever learned literature from a dog and it shows I'm like it's true well we learned literature from a dog well Wishbone was a great show. it was so these are our 80s so we got an 80 and 80s and a 90s relic yes Indian in the cupboard and Wishbone mysteries the disappearing dinosaurs <laughs> so I'm sure they're a great read thrifting treasures yep. Well, let's wrap things up. We've been going for quite some time, mm-hmm. but this has been a lot of fun talking about The Great Mouse Detective. We are going to close down the tape store. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the tape store. Check us out. We are on several different platforms, uh, Apple to, I think, Spotify mm-hmm. to... And, of course, Anchor. Yeah. Uh, Anchor.fm. So any yeah. wherever now, it's yeah. convenient for you to listen um, uh, to our podcast, we would love for you to... Listen in, uh, leave us a review if you like yeah. what you hear. Just let everybody else know, I guess, you know, what, what they can expect yeah. from this little show. Yep, which we really, really enjoy doing. So we will see you guys next week. It's been a lot of fun. And if you hung with us for this whole show, thank you so much. As we always like to say, 
Your time is very valuable. Your time's a special thing. And if you spend it with us, we just, it means a lot and we appreciate it. Yes. So until the next time we open the doors of the tape store, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, guys, and see you next time. Bye. Bye.